Um, but I think. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, there was a few. One of the ones I could definitely Get name. Out, right? Yes. Yeah. And I like the fact that these ish that especially with horror movies dealing with you know issues and you know um with dealing with black because one of the people realized you know just to touch a bit horror you know stuff like horror movies was always used to you know touch upon issues that are happening and now you know especially with horror films and black cinema like you know like get out touched upon the i want to say fetish fetishization or if that's even yeah, the word the, yeah, yeah the fetishes, uh, i can't pronounce it either <laughs> yeah i know there's a fetishization yeah black people black bodies um yeah definitely touched on that and like microaggressions and kind of subtle types of racism that isn't you know not like loud or in your face but you know it's a more quiet uh subtle racism but it's just as impactful and dangerous and horrifying as he portrayed in the film yeah it is because they don't realize like um often at times blacks and people of color we get we get put in a box a lot and and that's what get out especially showed you know how they it's like okay they see us but but you know they only see see the see you in a they only see us in a certain light like they want right. like they only want to see the black athlete because it's like okay he's valuable mm -hmm. but that's only they only see that extent of his value or they yeah. see you know uh the fact that uh you know people who are black or, or of color aged age differently and so therefore they want you know the right. physique or something of uh, or something of that and or they expect you like to be a certain way but then they want to change the way you are it's like no that's not the way that's not the way that works you know you can't do that to someone it's like you know they're you know they are who they are that's not it for you to kind of you know culture culture ugh, vulture their their the way the way they are and um another film uh going outside the genre of horror one that i especially liked um the hate that you give like that one was very that one was very in your face and that is one thing that especially when uh especially when i'm talking with someone who's very conservative and very white like mm -hmm. and they often don't get how these certain issues especially with like police brutality and why they are important i yeah. put films like that in their face be like see this is why and still to this day they try to dismiss it it's like oh no this is just a narrative it's like okay um how do you think film works film is supposed to be you know to show right. what happens and they, they it's like they, they don't want to see it like like they don't yeah uh, life imitates art and art imitates life yeah so it's kind of like both ways right yeah that's and... that's exactly how it is and i think i think ice cube definitely said something like that when he was part of uh he was part of nwa mm -hmm. and he said you know art imitates life and uh one of the things that uh people don't realize it's that a lot of the things in music, especially whether it's hip hop and especially in movies, uh, you know, it is supposed to, you know, touch upon things. Like I remember I was watching, um, 
uh, speaking of black exploitation films, I was watching Tales from the Hood Part Two, and it has an anthology. And there was one uh, anthology story where this white girl she went to this museum in the South that it was a museum of things that you know happened in the South to black people and there was these um there was like these blackface dolls but they called them ooglies like I, I think that's what they were called and she wanted to have one but the owner said no I don't think you realize what these dolls are to history and how and and she was just like fetishizing it and she didn't care and then she like it's it I'm not gonna spoil anything but it was just the way they depicted it and the way they kind of uh uh, did this anthology series to kind of highlight certain issues that especially uh, people who were white don't see and this is why you know films like like this in black cinema are important right you know and that's kind of another thing that you said where you know she liked the dolls but she didn't like understand their history it's kind of like um, where the whole culture vulture kind of sentiment uh, kind of rests on, right? It's the fact that, okay, you're not from this culture and you like this part of it or you like this specific thing, but you don't take the time to kind of learn the history of it and kind of thoroughly understand why it's significant, right? You're just taking it and using it as like a prop, right? Without uh, taking the t time to learn like, what actually it is yeah it, it's kind of like how um whenever someone who's very white conservative all of a sudden throws tom mcdonald i don't know if you know who he is he's a white rapper they throw him in my face and i'm like okay i don't think you realize the problematic issue it is with this guy like he's just literally just using buzzwords to kind of push a message when i don't think you realize where the origins of hip-hop came from and they're like oh but but why is eminem accepted um okay i don't think you realize eminem was a white guy then, i'm sorry go ahead no no i'm saying like eminem he like um he acknowledges the fact that um he acknowledges um kind of the he like respects rap you know you can tell that he can act that he actually respects rap he respects like the people who came before him right and like he gives his props and his dues right to people like dr dre or like just the people who've come before him and pioneered rap right it's not like he kind of uses it as his own i guess uh, his own sort of like selfish you know desires like you can tell he actually loves rap and hip-hop and you know he he respects it it's done in a way that's respectful right yeah exactly and we're versus tom mcdonald he's just ex uh, trying to hype up what one narrative is like saying and then trying to make like Eminem look bad because he said this and that on certain songs. Okay, I don't think people realize hip hop was meant to tell a story 
And it's so, yeah, some of those stories are going to be graphic, just like when you watch a movie, uh, when you watch like a horror movie, and where you watch a, uh, you know, any type of movie, and the narrative is done a certain way. It's meant to tell a lesson. It's not, you know, meant that does that's not a reflection of who the film director is. That's you know an idea and kind of you know bringing that idea to fruition on film, just like with Eminem and his raps. It's like okay. Yeah, he wrote some songs that were problematic, you know, that way said especially to this younger generation of kids, but okay, you realize he's telling a narrative and it's a story that's not who he really is as a person. Right. Yeah. And I do think that, you know, art is kinda important for that to be able to um kinda express an idea while not actually believing or following through on that belief maybe yourself particularly i mean like obviously it depends and like there are cases where it's like yeah that clearly it's not good but you know i do think that you know it's not always the case right exactly um okay so uh Right now, I just want to take the time to just acknowledge a few, because um, I know we dove a little bit into hip hop, and yes, music and movies do go hand in hand. People, like believe it or not, yeah. some of the people that, some of the people that created movies actually started off in music, and then some of the people who created music started off in movies. So it's one hand washes the other. So um, I want to acknowledge a few people who I especially admired in in black film like especially to me they hold a, a place um first off uh dwan jones dwan jones uh if you watch the original night of the living dead by george romero he was the one of the main characters in that movie and at the time it was very rare to see a black man get especially the lead role in especially a horror movie and uh that's me like uh uh, having been a George, big George Romero fan and you know that is always you know I, I enjoy always enjoyed seeing that that it's like okay wow one of the first you know iconic horror movies the lead character what well, you know was a person who was black or of color and even though the film was shot in black and white it was uh, it was a very good film uh, I also want to acknowledge writer John Semper Jr. Uh, John Semper Jr. worked with Marvel Studios. He wrote all the episodes for the 1993 Spider-Man cartoon, which was kind of used as the blueprint for uh, especially a lot of the Spider-Man films to this day. And I also want to acknowledge someone who we definitely lost in... Uh, this is a big actor who definitely broke ground with his films and especially being one of the most iconic black superheroes to many young black boy, uh, boys and girls out there especially people of color and this movie had was known for having the biggest cast of blacks and people of color chadwick boseman and that's mm -hmm. who played the black panther yeah all just very influential people in film whether they were famous for it or not 
top or like particularly unknown in the mainstream or not you know these are there are many black people who have contributed to film and aren't like particularly um noted or notable who are acknowledged you know the way they probably should be in the mainstream so yep exactly it's important and also, I also want to acknowledge some of the sacrifice that they made. Like Chadwick Boseman, most people didn't know that he was, uh, uh, he died of colon cancer and he was suffering through it all throughout. And he just, people were bullying him online because he, they said he looked too skinny. It's like, okay, yeah. he suffered a lot. And sometimes, as most people don't realize, artists, whether you're a music artist, whether you're, especially, uh, a lot of black artists in both hip-hop and in film they have definitely you know shown what it means to suffer for the art because of how the amount of work and the amount of pushback that it took to portray those messages and give the message that they wanted to give through whatever medium they wanted to give right that's definitely prevalent for black um, actors, actresses, filmmakers, writers, they definitely do get pushback, you know, wanting to tell, like, specific tales or narratives, you know. Um, did you see the, um, the short series on Netflix called Hollywood? I have not, like, honestly, I've just been so, I try to catch whatever, whenever I can, but I definitely have heard things about it. Like, like it. Right. Uh, so like like uh, tell me a, a little bit about it oh well you know it just follows like um i mean like it's the narrative it's from different perspectives but the story is about um a black writer who is trying to make it in hollywood but this is like 19 uh the 1950s in hollywood so obviously it, it would be very difficult for him so he kind of wrote under like um a fake a fake name and had a fake persona which he wrote for right and then um simultaneously while this was happening there was a black actress who was trying to break into film in hollywood but you know like we discussed earlier she was like pigeonholed into and typecasted into very specific roles right with like where she would be kind of like a servant or a slave right so she wasn't able to kind of like you know break free from that either so you know a lot of things happen but in the end they end up um kind of working together and like teaming up to kind of make a film starring a black actress where she is the romantic interest and she's the lead and um they do face a lot of pushback from it and i know it's just kind of like a film like it's a short series right it's not based off of like a true story but i do think that you know that does that is um kind of like reminiscent of like true things that happen in hollywood right i mean like it may not have explicitly happened but you know it does happen kind of in one way or another yeah it, it definitely does uh and one of the things uh, 
Uh, speaking of pigeonholing and pushback, one film that I feel definitely... Um, so there's this film on Netflix called The the, Tri- the Trial of the Chicago 7, uh, which has to deal with uh, group, uh, uh, protest leaders during the time of Vietnam. And one of them was Bobby Seale, who was the... Uh, he was a leader, a Black Panther leader at the time. And... The way Bobby Seale was, it's like, oh my god, like, they didn't even give him legal representation. His lawyer was in the hospital, and whenever he would try to cross-examine a witness himself, or whenever Bobby Seale had any, like, he said, like, oh, in this case, you know, uh, a person could cross-examine the witness, you know, even without a lawyer. Like, the judge wasn't letting him have it. And it got to the point where his friend who was giving him counsel was murdered, you know, and then they, what they do, the lawyer uh, has the bailiffs tie Bobby Seal to a chair and handcuff him. They bring him back to the court to the point where the prosecutor has to, has to say, and by the way, I, I know I'm spoiling, spoiler warning, I am a little bit spoiling this, but this is actual history. The prosecutor said, wow, you uh, said to him, you literally have a black man tied up in an American courtroom and like and then the defense attorney said uh like he called out the judge he called them disc- uh, discriminatory and the judge was like are it's like never in my life have i ever had a lawyer call me discriminatory and then his uh associate said the associate of the defense attorney said well let me be the second on record and then when the judge got up and he uh, and then you know how when a judge, le- judge leaves the courtroom everyone's supposed to rise all the defendants sat down except for one who got up out of reflex but they sat down you know in protest so it's like okay you just literally like uh the judge had no choice but to declare a mistrial because bobby seal he was not even a part of that riot that took place he went into chicago he gave a speech and he left the only other charge he had was a charge in connecticut for which he was falsely accused of he was falsely accused of shooting a cop in connecticut which didn't happen and because the prosecutor moved to remove Bobby Seale from the other seven, because he had nothing to do with the riots, they just put him there because they figured having a black, a uh, uh, a black back, black, yeah, black Black Panther leader with the seven would make him would make the group seem scarier. And they didn't they didn't stand up for the judge, and it's like they rightfully rightfully did so because i mean come on you wouldn't even let the guy you know try uh, object to anything you, you silenced him and that film like definitely was a it definitely reflects upon society today where it's like okay now you know people are complaining you know about colin kaepernick kneeling down when it's like okay come on this he he was given advice from a marine sergeant to do that it's like it's like they really are trying to silence any sort of protest against racial injustice. Yep, against racial injustice. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, anything that kind of like uh, challenges the status quo is met with, you know, that kind of vitriol and dissuasion you know to just keep things the way they are even if it's at the expense of 
you know, an oppressed group of people. Exactly. Um, okay, so uh, do we have any more that we want to touch upon? Um, that's all I have. <laughs> yeah, that's all I definitely have too. Well, everyone, uh, this is JP Belmont with Husky Film and Video. Uh, we definitely uh, hope you enjoyed our broadcast. I, I, again, uh, we are, you know, for your source for anything film, TV, movies, and anything about the film industry. And we will uh, go to you next episode with a new, a new topic that we can dis uh, discuss about. This was definitely a very uh, great topic to talk about, and I'm glad we talked about it. And we hope that we gave you we gave you all a message to take home and to support, especially you know, black cinema and its importance to its contribution in cinema and film history. Uh, Cassie, do you have any final words for? Our audience. Uh, there you go. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, from Husky Film and Video Podcast, I'm JP Belmont. And I'm Cassandra Arkhurst. Have have a wonderful evening.